0: This is Chris, hope you're doing well, and welcome back to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. Brian Hawkins, creator of At Tiny House Movement over on Instagram, is joining me again, and he's agreed to let me throw some just rapid-fire tiny home questions at him. Normally on these Quick Pop episodes, I'm just making up random questions, but I thought I'd throw some more tiny home-specific questions at you. So, hey, Brian, appreciate you coming back again. Thanks for having me, Chris. I'm all for it, man. What do you got? All right. You ready? Yep. Number one, first question here, what is your ideal square footage for a tiny home?
1: Uh, for me, it's 320 square feet. So the square footage itself, like not counting loft spaces, because anything typically less than a six foot clearance for headroom doesn't count towards square footage. So for me, 320 square feet, which is 40 feet by eight feet.
0: Mm, okay, that's, that's a good size. What is the, the priciest like component you see people putting into the tiny homes? Solar and it's not even solar. close. People are people really? are still
1: spending fifteen to twenty grand on a solar system. Hmm, for a, that's tiny a lot home, of money. It yeah, it's uh, it's nuts. But that's by far the most expensive thing people are putting in.
0: Huh, okay, and it's gonna leads to my next question: What do utilities look like? Like utility costs in a tiny home?
1: Man, it is. Most of the people that that have tiny homes are like fifteen to twenty dollars a month for their electrical bill. Wow, it's and it's all. it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, which is why for me, solar is, is so hard for a tiny home, because usually it takes you know 15 to 20 years to pay off that investment on a regular sized house. When you're using that much less electricity in your tiny home, it now takes 35 to 40 years to pay off the same <laughs> investment. But when you're in the middle of nowhere, for example, and you're on a tiny home, you don't have a whole lot of options. Hmm. Yeah,
0: no, that's true. If you're in the middle of the, the forest, you can't really plug into, yep. <laughs> into anything. <laughs> yep. Yep. One of the most difficult things with a tiny home, maybe because I'm in California, is putting it somewhere. So
1: for most people, where do they put their tiny homes? Where are they, where are they parking this thing at? The most popular question I get by far is where to put it. Uh, accessory dwellings and mother-in-law apartments is what everybody is trying to do right now with their tiny homes, just because, for example, if you're living in LA, you don't wanna pay three grand a month. Or you're in the Bay Area, you don't wanna pay $6,000 a month for the same size rent in an apartment. But right now, the most popular are using them as accessory dwellings So in somebody else's backyard that exists and having RV style hookups to them. The other is right now, just because there is a lack of options, if you're in a regular urban type area, regular city limits that kind of thing as opposed to being out in the middle of nowhere is as an rv park or mobile home park or koa those type of areas because they're on wheels i'm guessing you just can't stay there forever yeah no legally <laughs> no you can't uh there are quite a few things that people do to get around that but legally i think every 90 days in an rv park for example every 90 days you have to leave the park for 10 days uh okay got so you, you just got to plan your vacations out right and you're good <laughs> you mark it on the calendar yeah you just know you're always going on vacation for 10 days and you're gold.
0: this is a question that's been bugging
1: me for a while i
0: just kind of want to know more about this are composting toilets as crazy as they sound
1: yes yes <laughs> yes uh <laughs> it's a necessity right like people that are especially if you are out in the middle of nowhere you don't have any options it's either an incinerating toilet so you're burning everything or a composting toilet and there are a lot of different designs. The two most popular are companies called Separate and Nature's Head. And they all have vents. They're hooked up to power. You know, so it's not just, it doesn't like smell all the time inside the home. But you still have to go empty that thing, depending on how often you use it and how many people live there. You know, that could be once a week. That could be once a month. So, um, yes, it's as crazy as it sounds. <laughs> but it is a necessity when you're off-grid.
0: Would you ever put a composting toilet in the a, in a home you would live in?
1: Uh, if I'm in city limits, no, I'm a huge fan of being in, in, you know, the 1800s and newer. Like that's for me personally, I, uh, I would, I would find a way to to put in a septic tank or something to have a regular flushing toilet. That's, that's my preference. I completely understand that. Completely understand
0: that. (laughs) <laughs> and yep. for me, whenever I'm in a tiny home, I hate seeing ladders because I'm like, I'm gonna hurt myself mm-hmm. coming down from one of those lofts. Why is it that we don't see stairs more often in a
1: tiny home? Uh, because you can't typically build stairs to code in a tiny mm. home. So uh, there's there's a rise and run. So how how long that step needs to be and how tall it can go to meet code that's why like when you're walking upstairs in a house for example you typically always go 15 steps or 10 steps depending on on the height of the next story because they have to meet a certain inches per square foot for that but that's usually why the other is it just takes up a lot of space like Mm. people want to use storage under the stairs but finding the most effective way to do that is really hard but they are 10 times safer it's not even it's not (laughs) even close (laughs) <laughs> You'll see a lot more in rental units. People will have stairs because they don't, you know, you have random people coming in down on a daily basis and you don't want somebody falling off a ladder. Yeah. But if you're living in it full time, you have a lot of ladders because people trade that off for countertop space and appliance space, that kind of stuff.
0: That makes sense. One, we stayed in, in Arizona, I had a ladder. I had socks on. I thought I was going to lose my life. Was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I just always worry about, you know, I have four kids. Like, If one of my kids have to go to the bathroom in the other the night or something, coming down that thing could get dangerous in a hurry yeah so I'm, I'm a huge fan of stairs but it's just a trade-off <laughs> on whether you want to use that space for stairs or if you want to use that space for appliances or camera top space last question for you this one you know you can take your time
0: if you want to think about it but what is the one thing you want people to know about tiny homes and this whole movement or push towards tiny living
1: oh man there's so many different things um to choose one i would say that it needs to be fit uniquely to you so if, if you're interested in tiny homes, one, it's not for everyone. It, this is not something that everybody has to do or we have to get to this point where everybody has a tiny home. You know, we're not trying to make this a ready player one type situation where <laughs> everybody lives in 300 square feet. But if you're interested in a tiny home, make it about you. Don't just go off of what you see on Instagram or a TV show, like figure out what works best for you on a daily basis that you can live in, what's realistic for you. Because the biggest mistakes I see people make are something looks phenomenal online or they see it on a TV show, but that's completely based around the person that's in that episode or or built that house, right? Like they're, they're very custom. So figure out what is best for you and then build your home to that, whether it's on wheels or it's on a foundation, if it's a shipping container, if it's a tiny home on wheels, I mean, whatever that is for you, you do you and do what's best for you and if that's a tiny home, fantastic. If not, that's okay. Everybody's okay with that. <laughs> but that's uh, that's probably the biggest thing I would say is is make that home unique to your situation. Uh, that's a great point. I love it
0: because you're right. So often you kind of get you get pumped up. You're watching these shows. That's oh, a beautiful oh, man. house, and you're like, well, I wonder could I do this? I think I could do <laughs> this. But <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yep. you don't know until you get there you, you have no idea until you actually step foot in that house and you're like oh no this is way this maybe i just like watching the show
1: yeah i would also recommend go stay in one like go find one mm. to rent for a couple of nights go try it out and see if that's especially if there's ladders for example right <laughs> find out if it's something that that you can really handle for a couple of days uh and if it is great if not you know no harm done you've stayed in an awesome tiny house you've had the experience and you can move on exactly you know you know when we finally stayed in one it actually
0: made me more excited i when i saw them on tv i was like that looks cool and all but that's a small space they're talking about and yeah. i walked in i was like hold on this is this is way different than what i thought so you know we may, maybe if you're not ready to buy a house, don't go to one yet because you might you might be ready to drop some money the moment you step in the door
1: yep that's <laughs> how they get you man they know <laughs> they don't know
0: Hey, well, thanks again, Brian. I really appreciate you coming on and and let me throw some random tiny house questions at you. Uh, again, where can people go reach out to you if they have uh, questions and want to see some of the great tiny homes that you're featuring over on at Tiny House Movement?
1: Absolutely, thanks for having me on again, Chris. So it is at Tiny House Movement on Instagram or the website is tinyhousemovement.co. You can check out either one. Perfect. I know I'm over there all the
0: time. So man, I appreciate what you're doing. You're fueling my love for tiny homes, and uh, thanks again for the time. Absolutely, thanks for having me, Chris. Your boy keep it popping like Mary Poppins.